The Sailor Jimmy Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rooftop Solutions. Stephen Smolko and his team are the best in the roofing business. Give us a call at 832-512-5758. Again, that's 832-512-5758. Welcome to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Your one-stop shop for raw takes on current events, sports, news, and everything in between. Inspiring people to chase their dreams, share their success stories, and find joy in life. Now, here's your captain at the helm, U.S. Navy veteran, Jimmy Rogers. What's up, shipmates? Welcome into the Sailor Jimmy Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. And I have the lovely Caitlin Warren with me today. Caitlin, welcome. Today's going to be a fun show. It's our first time we're doing it just two people. Every other episode, we've always had three or more. So we'll see how this goes. Today, we're going to talk about being an entrepreneur. Caitlin, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. A lot of people like to pick the brains of entrepreneurs. So before we start, tell us about your business. What kind of company do you run? Yeah, so I run a media company. I do everything from rebranding, social media work, to podcasting like we're doing right now, as well as live streaming. As you know, I'm working on your website, so I do website rebuilds. CW well. Media? It's CRW. CRW. Yeah. What's the R? So it kind of stands for my name, Caitlin Rose Warren, but I don't tell people that. I actually go with content, recording, and websites media. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so the CRW is not nothing to do with your name. You fooled me. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. It, it was an easy way to do a play on words. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah. You are doing my website. I'm excited about that April yeah. 1st. Yeah. It's coming up April Fool's Day. Yeah. Are you going to fool me? Like tell me it's ready and then be like, no, it's not ready. That was my whole plan, Jimmy. <laughs> if anything were to mess up, I could just like play it off on April Fool's. Like oh, you see man. how great my branding of content is? You planned that. You totally <laughs> I did. Planned. I did. It was, it was great. Yep. <laughs> well, I think whenever you and I can reconnected, um, how long ago? Like a couple of months ago, maybe. Yeah. I had no clue you were an entrepreneur. Last time we were connected was what ten years before that, maybe right after high school. Yeah. And I don't think you were an entrepreneur at that point. Neither was I. I but actually was, Jimmy. Were you? I was. You've always I, been an entrepreneur. I was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was building websites back then. Oh, really? Yeah. And in high school, I used to sell okay. them for $1,000 a website. So. Always hustling. Yeah, I was hustling. It, it was a great gig. On Wix or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that even a thing back then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. How did you build a website in 2000? Seven? FTML, Eight? HTTP. Yeah. yeah. It, it's they didn't school. have all the consumer-friendly... Build click, it yourself. Here, yeah. WordPresses. No, that that wasn't it back then. It's funny because it I've, I've built one of those myself, and I'm still terrible at it. <laughs> Even though it's like it seems so easy to like just click here and move stuff. I mean, I guess it was all right, but I was like, man, this is still ugly. This is I just don't have this skill set. Right. You know, I'm better at other things. Like yeah. Running my mouth. <laughs> That's why we're on a podcast, right? <laughs> Well, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I remember I wanted to be an entrepreneur after being in the military for a couple of years. I was like, man, obviously the military is the you military. You want to be someone's bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you are when you're in the military. And you're like, man, screw this. I'll be, I'll be in charge. Yeah. No, I think it instills you, right? Like it gives you that leadership personality. 
especially the Navy. I bet you can speak to that. that Why then, especially the Navy? What's different than the Marines? And well, I mean, we're just better. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> no, I, I think that it's more so just the principles that are in, you know instilled in the core beliefs of the Navy. I have a lot of um, friends that you know they talk about their different branches, and so yeah, I think a lot of people come out of the military and they either don't know what they want to do or they do. So I think it's awesome. You knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur. You'd be surprised how many veterans are entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, like there's a lot of veteran entrepreneurs. People go in, they think, well, if you're in the if you were in the military, that you know you should be able to shoot a gun or you know have all this like crazy war stuff, but. Like you said, there's a lot of things that people learn in the military that no matter if you're a cook in the military or if you're a, a infantry person or you're, it doesn't matter. You all learn discipline, skills, how to manage people, professional development. So when you come out, you have those unique skills that can be applied to many different jobs. You know, like me, I was right. an aviation mechanic. I worked on airplanes, but then I came out and started my own business. But I used a lot of things that I learned, like being a leader, managing people, managing assets, workloads. All that does attain to running a business. So that's running a business, pretty much babysitting. Yep, <laughs> yeah, pretty much um, <laughs> babysitting and being stressed out all the time. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one thing that people don't talk about in becoming an entrepreneur, running a business, is how much stress you're actually going to face. Right. right, the hardship, the loneliness, of course, like people using you. You made a post one time that really, you know, it still resonates with me because it was spot on with how we feel when we start a business, right? right? And you kind of have to learn who are your friends, you know, who's your family, who you can actually depend on, because a lot of people come back and think that, you know, it's just going to be a free ride with you. Well, I know. And it's hard to say no, right? Especially when you have a big heart and you never want to let anybody down, but you are running a business and your true friends shouldn't, should want to support your business. Exactly. And it's hard to come out and say it, but something that that you just mentioned that kind of comes to to thought is I talk about, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to find the right way to say this without offending anybody, but owning a business is, like you said, it's very stressful. And people ask me for free stuff all the time, man, especially when it comes to the charity. Don't be afraid it's, to it's, say it. It's, it's hard. It's like, man, if, sometimes people don't understand what your costs are on the back end, so it's not always free, right? People don't understand the back, the expenses on the back end, right? So there's always, oh, let me come into this concert for free. Well, I'm paying $40,000 for this artist to be here. So, exactly. you know, I haven't even got to my $40,000 break even point. How can I give you a ticket for free? Yeah. And it's like, right. you know, ask for maybe a discounted ticket as a friend. I don't know. I wouldn't even ask. I try to support all my friends in their endeavors. So I think it's also once you're an entrepreneur, you understand that. So yeah. it's like... First off, I'm going to be the one that's going to pay full price. And actually, right. I may even pay over price, right? Because right? right. if you offer me that discount, I'm going to be like, uh, is there a shipping fee? I'll pay that too, even though you probably weren't going to attack that on. <laughs> and that's because you're an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, so you understand. I've got to be your biggest fan. So right. I have to put my money first. Yeah. I have friends in the, that are entertainers. And when I go to their shows, I don't ever ask them for free tickets. And right. like, I mean, any of them, I could call and text like, hey, I'm coming tonight. You know, now if they offer, that's one thing. But a lot of times I just, I want to support them, especially the young and up and comers. It's very important that we support those guys. But something else that bothers me is, from being an entrepreneur is people come into your life five years into it 
and they see the success of it and they think, oh, this guy's lucky or this girl's lucky. Like, look at him eating steak and living a great <laughs> life and driving a nice truck and all this stuff. And I'm, and they've only known you for a year or two years, maybe. And it's like, do you know what I was doing in 2013 when I was working on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier, like busting my butt to have resources to go to college so I can learn entrepreneurship and then start my own business and the grind and the hustles and the sleepless nights, you know, you know, as an entrepreneur. And then they just think it's all been given to you. And it's like, no, you know, it's the ultimate disrespect to me. Yeah. Like a lot of businesses out there actually don't make it, right? Right. So if you are one that does, it took all of that. It takes a lot every single day to continue an operation to go. I mean, there are many times where I'm sure you and myself have been like, should I throw in the towel? I could go work for a corporation. I mean, make a paycheck. A lot. A lot. Right. I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> so it's like, you know, those people that <laughs> actually support us and get it, yeah. that's who we keep coming back for every single right. day. Uh, for sure. And it is very rewarding. I mean, we do have the flexibility with our schedules. We get to... You know, we, when I say you can make as much money as you want or as less as you want, that's it's to me it's true. It's it all depends on how hard you're going to work and how many hours you're going to put in. Because I know you for sure, and I know myself. I have opportunities that I turn down. I have opportunities that oh, yeah. I just can't get to. So, will that be because I need to, I need to not take that opportunity because I need some personal time, or I need to, or I do overextend myself or more on my plate than I should. Maybe I just want to make more money that month. Maybe right. I want to make more money that quarter. You know. So that's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is you can, once your, I guess, uh, reputation or your brand becomes big enough, like you have all these different opportunities, you can control how much money you make, you know? That's kind of like a game, right? Yeah, it really is. It really is. Like people are calling me, like asking me about July and I'm like, July is the only month this year that I'm keeping wide open because I'm going to take a vacation. Like I'm going to do Good something for, for how myself. How long has it been since you've taken a vacation? That is something I wanted to ask. Well, if you ask the people out there, the shipmates, uh-huh. <laughs> they'll say my life's a vacation, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an entrepreneur and I, you know, I get to do podcasts and throw concerts and it's all fun, you know? So I don't really do anything behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, all you do is party and have fun. Didn't somebody ask me a few minutes ago, like, if I was actually at work today? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. All you do is wear t-shirts. <laughs> we have a guy all. that Chad makes t-shirts. does sell t-shirts. <laughs> John's <laughs> never going to forget that. <laughs> Every time you see Chad right there, you're going to be like, how's the t-shirt business? <laughs> Actually, he just posted that video. I don't know if you watched that song that he made. But I could tell that he made that T-shirt. Yeah. So, you know, every time I see his videos, is that a new T-shirt? Way, I did see that song. I saw your comment. That's I why I brought that up. so hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I totally skipped over uh, rapid fire, but I have to go back to it because there's a question that I'm so notorious for doing that. I'm always skipping over rapid fire. But I have a question I want to ask you. Yeah. We'll just change the momentums here. What is the <laughs> most ridiculous or worst? Pickup line you've ever heard? Oh, gosh. From a guy or a girl? <laughs> oh, kinky. <laughs> no, no, no. A girl. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get real spicy. <laughs> Probably just, you look good in my dreams or something like that, right? But a oh, guy, guys come up with some really bad ones, of course. I mean, in our 20s, the bar days, I'm pretty sure it was just a joke all the time to like come up and say the worst ones. So I guess the worst one that I ever got was, are you my appendix? I don't know what you do or how you work, but I feel like it should take you out. Wow. Yeah. 
Never heard that one. I did let him take me out. That one oh. was so uh, clever. Did <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. I got a free meal. That's about it. He got nothing else. Man, you get a lot of free meals. Oh, <laughs> no. As an entrepreneur? <laughs> as thanks, an entrepreneur. Jimmy. Okay, thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, <laughs> Jimmy. We guys, we don't get free meals. We have to pay for the meals. I think most people ask me for the free meal nowadays. Well, I'm not gay. So, I, don't, I mean, maybe guys get, if you're gay and you go on a date with another guy, you might get a free meal. But it's very, you know, us men, we're supposed to be gentlemen. That's not true. I mean, I used to take my husband out all the time for meals. Not so. when you first met, though. Mm, first date, who pays? That's that's true. First date, who pays? I would say the guy. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, like, it might be over. Like, imagine going on a first date with some girl, right? You go to a nice restaurant. And you're like, hey, can order you Order some wine, filet, lobster tail. You know, it's very romantic. Even the bill comes and you're like... Hey, do you mind picking up this bill? Like, you know, what's what's going to happen then? You know, I don't know. I guess I've just always been that girl that we should do a social experiment. I'll pick up the bill. A yeah. lot of times, I offer. I, I don't see it either way, but I do respect if it's a date and somebody offers to pay for me, or yeah. even if it's not a date and someone offers to pay for me. I mean, when you take yeah. me out and yeah. you've bought me some drinks before, I mean, Jimmy, like I'm, I'm constantly appreciative. That's so. one of my favorite things to do, is because I have the ability to do that, and I didn't always have that, so I enjoy doing that for other people. But I do think that it's a cultural thing, and I know we're trying to live like in this equal world where females and males should be equal, and some of that is true. But I do think like I'm a traditional type person where you take a girl on a date and I'm not gay or any of that stuff. So I don't know how that side works. But if you take a girl on a date for the first date, I just believe that it's very gentlemanlike to pick up the tab. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my thought. But I have some pickup lines that I wanted to share with you and tell me what you think. Did you use these on people? Maybe. Okay. Shoot. Um, so my brother's favorite pickup line is, if you were a booger, I'd pick you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. Does he actually walk up to women with this? He actually, I've heard him say it. Oh, wow. Ridiculous. And so what happened? It depends on the girl, clearly. Okay. So if she actually goes for it, is this the right material or the wrong material? You know, it can depend on a lot of variables. Have they been drinking? Are they still sober? What was their day like? But <laughs> what was their day like? <laughs> another one is you drop the sugar packet. It says sugar real big on the packet. And then you tell them, hey, you dropped your name tag. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> See, I've John, John's that saying one. John does that one. <laughs> like Good for you, John. I, do I think that's that's fun stuff. A city, would you rather do you like the city or country better? Definitely the country. What well, about you? Obviously I like the country. I'm a country boy. Obviously. I hate the city. Really? Yeah. See, I like it enough where we are. I yeah. like to be about 30, 40 minutes out of it, you know, yeah. so then I'm far enough away, but I'm close enough to get to it. Like pretty much where we like Tomball, Woodland, Spring, yeah. Definitely. Okay, because I drive into the city every now and then, whether it be for the rodeo or whatever, and I don't have a lot of patience. I lose my mind. Like sitting in that traffic yeah. and like people drive differently in the city than they do in the suburbs. And it's just like, if you're not used to it every day, or maybe I'm just spoiled now, but. I actually like inner city driving better yeah. than anything though. Really? So when I, I, I work down at the Ion and so it's right off of Main Street. I'm in the heart of downtown pretty much. And yeah, the driving down there is great. The lights aren't hardly ever red. There's hardly traffic in the actual city of Houston. You're now <laughs> what? 
You like inner city driving. You're I weird. do. I promise. <laughs> like if you actually are driving down there off of like Travis, Walker, yeah. Clay, like these actual inner city streets, it's not bad. You can go left on a red light. Yeah, exactly. You do that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Don't tell anybody else. But yeah, I mean, in the city, it's a little bit different. I feel like the road rules are a little bit, they're changed. But, you know, I think it's the highway driving that you're really being more spe- um, specific with because that's where the traffic is, right? So when you're on I-45, no way. You know, I There's read just this, too many people, man. There's way too many people. And like, I already don't have enough time in my day to do what I need to do. So when I get stuck in traffic... I'm really like, just get really annoyed. Yeah. But I mean, Tomball, come on. You've gotten stuck in traffic in Tomball before. Not like Houston, man. True. True, true. It's not close. I read this meme the other day that said, I'll drive on I-45 traffic for you at 5 p.m. And I was like, wow, that's real love. No, I mean, for sure. That's real love. That's like having a girlfriend that lives an hour away right now (laughs) because gas is so expensive. Like that's that's real love, man. We're like a dollar away from like calling in out of gas, right? When I was younger, you know, I broke up a girl if she lived too far because gas, you know. You were that guy? (laughs) You were that guy. I feel like as a single 30-year-old woman, 33-year-old woman, um, like right now, that's what everybody's line is, is you live too far. You live out of the loop. Like, I'm sorry, you live in Houston, but... Not yeah, now. No. I mean, I'm good now, but like when I was, you know, 20 or 19, like... You haven't been on a dating site in a long time, I assume, no, Jimmy. I don't even yeah. know how dating sites work. Yeah, don't. You don't want to know. Like Bumble and all that stuff, like I wouldn't even know how to use it or how it works. All you do is swipe, so yeah. it's like super easy. Have you ever met anybody online? <laughs> I have, I have. Hook up or date? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't kiss and tell, Jimmy. <laughs> okay. Good for you. <laughs> all right, what's your favorite casino game? Uh, definitely. You're an entrepreneur. You're definitely a gambler. Definitely blackjack. Blackjack. What about okay. you? Roulette. I I've know. only played roulette once, so. Everybody probably just thinks that's so stupid, but just something about that ball spinning and you chance to win a lot of money. Yeah. Like, cause the odds are so big. Like you can put $10 on a number and if you hit it, it's 350 bucks. You know, you put $10 on a blackjack hand, it's, you're going to win $10. Right. But when that ball spins and you have that chance, I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. But. I think I like blackjack because I feel like I can count cards, but I really can't. Ooh, if you're a casino and you're watching, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I don't gamble a lot in their casinos, so I don't think I'm. Uh, you're breaking the law. I don't think I'm high priority to them, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, so well, next time you go to the casino, you need to try roulette. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We're going to go, right? Yeah. Lake Charles. Gonna, and we're going to do uh, craps. Craps. Oh, fun I like thing. craps too. Yeah. yeah. That's like throwing dice, you know. Yeah, that's fun. Here in Texas, it seems each year the weather's becoming more and more extreme. Heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration maintenance, repair and replacement can no longer be left to your run-of-the-mill contractor. In today's world, you need a company that can provide not only top-notch services, but also provide excellent customer service and is reliable, honest, and professional. Well, folks, we're here to tell you, Texas Refrigeration and AC Services, better known as TX Racks, is the company you've been looking for. Texas-born, Texas-owned, with 30-plus years of experience, TX Racks offers a full range of services for residential and commercial heating, cooling, and refrigeration. If you're looking for the best of the best to handle your preventative maintenance, which will keep your equipment operating efficiently and prevent unnecessary breakdowns, 
If you're looking for a company that is well-trained in indoor air quality to keep your family and employees healthy and happy, if you're looking for a company with integrity, reliability, and great customer service, look no further. TX Racks has you covered. They offer a full range of air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration services using the most up-to-date technology and training with a mobile app to keep you informed about the arrival of your technician and the expert knowledge and experience to evaluate the quality of air you're breathing, along with always providing a live professional to take your call. TX Racks keeps Texas homes and businesses warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and keeps all of us covered with the best warranties in the business. Always on time, always dependable. Call TX Racks for all your cooling, heating, and air quality needs. TX Racks is your go-to in Texas. Always ready to rack up on satisfied customers. Call TX Racks today. Do you have anything else you want to talk about when it comes to being an entrepreneur? Like something you want to say to the people? Yeah. I, I find myself a lot, like in my office, like talking to myself, like, man, I really want to tell people this. Like, And in those moments, you should write all that down because it's really good for this. Because then when you think of it, you're like, oh. Just go straight to the say? whiteboard and write it down. <laughs> Look, she's already coaching no. me over here. Yeah. I guess what I would really want to say to people is don't give up. I mean, there were many times where you and myself, you know, especially in the early stages, packing boxes in your bedroom, you know, it, it wasn't easy, right. right? Making hustling websites out there, it wasn't easy. But at the end of the day, working for myself is better than working for anybody else. Expand on that. Like why, what's the best parts of like working for yourself? So I guess for me, that's how I measure success is that when... I do something for myself or I hit goals for myself, then I can actually see and measure, you know, what I've done in this adult life, right? right? I think it was easy because how I was reared, school, you know, if you made good grades, right. sports, if you were a starter, if you were winning those trophies or those championships, you know, those were ways that you can measure that success. But once you get into adulthood, especially when you have kids, people aren't championing you yeah. along, you know, my kids. That's like, so true. They don't say, hey, mom, you're doing great. They're actually like, I hate you. Like, it's feed me that, ice cream. <laughs> you make a really good point. And what, and what I want to touch on is a lot of times entrepreneurs or business owners, they're the least, we're like the least appreciated. Because my situation, I have the charity that I have the for-profit businesses. I truly believe in appreciating the people that work for you and that help you get to where you are. And you know, all of my businesses are successful because of, a lot of it's because of the people that I have around me and people that help me. And I want to be very appreciative, but I think that a lot of people get caught up in the fact that entrepreneurs or the or the business owner or the person, the founder or whatever, doesn't need to feel that same appreciation. And I'm not afraid to talk about it. I have my days when I come in and I'm like, whether I took the, the team out for lunch or or they got raises or I took care of something. Like sometimes it's still okay to come to the the owner or the founder and and, and shake their hand and say thank you. You know, people think that we're praised because we're business owners. And especially in my position, because I do get a lot of praise from the community. A lot of people are when you're the when you're the face of an organization or a business, they want to praise you or they want to hang out with you when they're around. So I think it's natural, like for human humans, to be like, "Well, he gets enough praise, right?" Right. I truly believe that the the praise that really matters are the people that are closest to you. Of so your wife, your parents, like anything I've done in my life, I want to make my wife proud, my parents proud, the people that are most. Closest to me, everybody, yeah. yeah. You know, when they tell me, "Hey, thank you for that," or they show appreciation, it's not that I don't care about when a random person does it, but it just means a little more because that person is in my life every day. 
So for all the all the people out there that work for somebody, you know, don't forget about somebody come give me a hug. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying like everybody, everybody matters across the board, top to bottom, founder, co-founder, vice president, president, janitor, everybody should get a, bit, a little bit of love and appreciation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jimmy, I appreciate you. Do you really? I do. John, you think that's sincere? That felt sincere. Even if it wasn't, she did a very John, good job. John, I also appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. It was the tone of the voice. I'm an actress, y'all. I'm an actress. <laughs> so my degree is in entrepreneurship, my bachelor's degree. I graduated with an entrepreneurship degree, so. You knew this is what you wanted. The only reason I did that over like a regular business degree is because it had less less math classes on the <laughs> curriculum. So I was like, yeah. So he's not good at accounting. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this curriculum has one or two math court classes to satisfy this one, I was like four. I was like, I think I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> that sounds great. So I wanted to ask you, how are you feeling about this Correa deal? Carlos Correa? Yeah. I'm not worried about that, dude. Oh, well, last week, I'm pretty sure you said that he was going to stick with the Houston Astros. And I was so. right. If you really look at if you look at what should have happened, he should be an Astro right now because okay. what if it wasn't for happened? our general manager and our owner making a ridiculous, stupid decision to not give him a one-year an option out of after one year, he would be coming back right now. Yeah. But he did sign with the twins for three years. I mean, realistically. With a first, but his, he, has, he has a one-year option. So after one year, he can opt out of that contract and be a free agent again. For sure. For sure. And I think that that's what he's ridiculous. holding on to. But let's be real. As, as a baseball player, how are you going to go down in a Hall of Fame? How are you really going to be known by your fan base, by your stats, everything? It's really sticking it with the team. Shows, well, exactly. But I think we've lost that in today's sports world. But we Loyalty had it in baseball, right? I feel like now this is kind of switching over because we've seen that a lot in basketball. Yeah. We've seen it a lot in football. But realistically, baseball's kind of held strong with that. In the player's defense, I will say that it's kind of feels like, with the, especially with the career situation, I feel like it's the first time where I feel – Loyalty was not displayed on uh, not just the player side, but also on the ownership side because yeah. there was an opportunity there. I was listening to Sports Radio 610 this morning. There was an opportunity there, a very realistic opportunity to bring him back at least for one year on a three-year deal with a one-year option after the first year. And the Astros could have very easily matched the Twins' offer, and they decided not to. And as a fan, it upsets me because you have Verlander coming back. You know, you have McCullers getting healthy. Altuve is another year older. We're in that win now moment. So you you put Carlos Correa back in the mix. Now we have a. I think we have a really legit chance to win a World Series. And is it going to make or break it? Maybe who knows? But it really depends who we get as talent in there, right? For Still sure, in his position. Well, we already know who that's going to be. It's going to be Pena coming up from the minor leagues. And yeah, he hasn't proven that he's a consistent hitter in the in the big leagues, but. Now is his opportunity, so you don't know. Maybe right. he turns out to be yeah. He could be fantastic. that gem, yeah. right? But uh, how do you feel about it? Like, or what's your? I think the twins deserve to have a name again. <laughs> the twins, oh my gosh. That's. I mean, you make a good point. Why? I mean, you said having a legacy and leaving. What are you going to be remembered for when you retire? Really, the twins? I'm sorry, I have twins fans, but I'm not a twins fan, so I don't take offense. I'm a Pirates fan, as we know. <laughs> Losers. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I know that that's fine, but I'm still a When's pirate. When's the last time fan. they did anything? Um, I don't know, but our hat is really cool, so it looks good on everybody. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I just said that, but no, we I mean, suck, but we have a great hat. We do, we do. We got a great logo <laughs> and a great. Hey, your your field in Pittsburgh is very pretty. Yeah, it is. It overlooks downtown. Whatever it has the. I think there's like water by it or something. Yeah, it's our three rivers yeah. that that come together. Yeah. Do you know a guy named Key Brian Hayes? Key Brian Hayes? No, I don't. Who's that? Key Brian Hayes is. I think they're starting third baseman this year. If he's not at their, if he's not the starting for them, he's in their minor leagues. I'm pretty sure he's starting for the big league club, but we'll have to look this up. His brother Tyree went to high school with me, and oh, nice. they live here in Tomball. Charlie Hayes won a World Series with the Yankees as a baseball facility uh, somewhere around here in Tomball. I think it's off Huffsmith Corville. But Charlie Hayes' son Tyree went to school with me, and his son Key Brian is playing third base for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Nice. Very, very, very good baseball player. That's awesome. So uh, if you're a fan, maybe I'll give Tyree a call and get you an autograph. <laughs> hey, better yet, we're going to go out to Pittsburgh and we're going to go see him. Hey, I'm always down for a trip to a, a sports. I know your wife will be down for it too. She can go visit her grandma. Oh, look at you paying attention. I want to go to any sports stadium. I could. I would love to travel to as many stadiums or cities. Is that a goal? See. Huh? That's a goal? That's a goal. I think we should do that. Baseball's not my favorite sport, but like I went to Wrigley Field, but it was during COVID, so it was closed. I didn't get to see a game. But I think like Wrigley Field, Boston with uh, Fenway Park. Yeah. Those would all be really fun. Fenway is one of the most magical stadiums I've ever been in, except for the old Yankee Stadium. I will admit. You went to Fenway? Yeah. Where'd you sit? I'm going to say behind first base, but that's a lie. <laughs> I was, was like, too drunk to remember. It was up in the nosebleeds. No, I, I actually just did a stadium tour before they moved it and ripped it down. So for me, I guess it was going to these stadiums that had that... Historical. Yes, historical. Like legendary cinema and movies. Thank yeah. you. It's that feel, like just sitting in Fenway. The seats are so small. They've tried to make them, you know, a little bit wider right. because as we've, you know, generations, you we've become people bigger fat. people. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, when you do the tour of these stadiums and like learn the history and what's still there or how it was built or how it's run, I mean, it's just so amazing. Like, we just don't have that in Houston. And right. I hate to say that for Astros fans, but there's just a big difference between right. Minute Maid Park. And I think that's also because Minute Maid came after. I think the Astrodome's historical, but yeah. it's, we don't use it anymore and it sits there. And, and, that's, and I saw it the other night when I was at the rodeo. I'm like, what are they going to do with this building? The rodeo. That's it's it. such a historical venue, but you know, Green Bay Packers play in Lambeau Field. Yeah. And if you, I think if you still go to the Packers games, like they still sit in those bleacher seats. Like the ones that like football, high school stadiums have. Yeah, they do. Where you don't have a back. Like you're literally sitting on a bleacher. And it's like, man, like I, w I don't even know. Like I'm from Houston. All of our stadiums have those nice box <laughs> seats. COVID. <laughs> you could have said bless you. Or <laughs> like, bless you. you know. <laughs> COVID's gone. Man. COVID disappeared. It did um, disappear, right? <laughs> like when, right when this war started, there, there's no more COVID, y'all. No more. Oh, man, that's hilarious. So moving on, what about your March Madness? I saw that you put up to send your brackets. So yeah. I was pretty interested in that. I'm excited because I have two teams right now in the top 20, Texas Tech and UNC. Is Tech in the yeah, tournament still? Yeah, yeah, They made the Sweet 16? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, I don't know. Am, am I wrong now? Am I wrong? I don't know. They might have. 
I'm pretty sure we were. So I know you had a good team this year, but um, I'm not sure if they made the Sweet 16 or not. I'm going to have to look this up because last time I was checking, we were doing really well. I'm all for the U of H Cougars. We forgot to say that. We forgot to say that Caitlin Warren is in the Tex Rex cool seat today. Feeling real cool. Tex, does it feel real cool? It I does feel like that feel seat cool. should have like some some fans coming out of it or something. I feel like it does like right a now. Breeze. I feel it right when you said it. Because the owner of Tex Rex, Douglas Vaughn, he is known as the cool guy. He is the cool and guy. And he is cool like when you in a sense of like he's cool, but he can also make your house cool. <laughs> and your and company your cool. He's been one of my biggest supporters with this podcast. So shout out to Douglas Vaughn, Texrax, AC and Refrigeration Services. Thank you, Doug, for all your help. But back to uh, what we were talking about, the Texas Raiders or Texas Tech Red Raiders. Did they make this week 16, John? Ooh. Oh, you're going down. But you're done. Enjoy. Uh, that's Enjoy not true. now. That's Enjoy not now. True. Coach K is on his farewell tour. He is not ready to lose. And that's true. So, if you know anything about me and my family, we're actually from North Carolina. Okay. Both my parents are UNC Tar Heels. So you got so a lot of respect for Coach K. I well, Coach K is a contender, right? You know, it's our biggest rival. Uh, yeah. People don't even know what rivalry was. Like you kind of grew up with the AM UT rivalry before right. AM went to the SEC. I never really cared a lot about, to be honest, though. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would say that in Texas, that was probably our biggest rivalry, sure. right? And then it has nothing on Duke UNC yeah. because Raleigh and Durham are, I mean, they're literally touching. They are so close. The schools are almost like, you know, you could throw a stone yeah. at the other school. So when you're talking about rivalry, this is what I grew up with, right? It's like in my blood. And so people in North Carolina, I mean, it's really divided. You're either a Duke fan or you're a Tar Heel fan. I feel and like it's got to be, okay, I'm going to say top 10, but it could be top five, like rivalries in sports of all time. Like Duke, North Carolina is a legit huge. rivalry. Like I can only imagine. You got Roy and you got Coach K. I mean, you really can't beat it. They're both great coaches. They both do awesome camps every single year. They really help out people. I mean, you look at who's on the Olympic team every yeah. single year. Coach, Coach K, K coached the Olympics yeah, for a long time. Yeah, of course. So, I yeah. mean, you know, you're, you're looking at these two men that have just created such amazing programs. I thought it was interesting when they won his last game at Duke, the home game. And they, had, they were having like this big pep rally after the game. And Coach K comes up to the mic and he's like, I'm sorry about our performance tonight. That was, you know, not good enough. And like, They're like the crowd but starts booing because like, it's not about that right now, Coach K. It's about you, your last game here. They wanted to show their appreciation, but he was still like so focused Hard. on, yeah. He's like, he's he wanted to talk about the game and obviously he knew the tournament's coming up. And he's probably just doing that to get his team in the right uh, mind frame to say, hey, like, check your shit because the tournament's coming up. And if you guys want to be a serious contender, like, how you played tonight wasn't good enough. I just thought it was very interesting that in that moment, he's been coaching there for so long. And that was like the last time he was going to be coaching in that on that court. And he's still so concerned about the game that night. It just, that's a true testament of a, of a coach, I guess. But it's very interesting the way he reacted. It's kind of like an entrepreneur, right? Like yeah. you don't just want the glory and the praise. Like yeah. you actually want to do a good job. And then right? everybody else looks at you like, what's wrong with this person? Right. Like, like you just won. This is your last out. game. Shouldn't you be yeah. excited about this? Shouldn't you be like championing your whole team? Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> they don't understand. That's another thing about entrepreneurship. And we're bouncing around, but people don't understand. Like you're sometimes just how you feel. And, you, and But we put 
we put the most into it, like from an emotional standpoint. Heart. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's really something that's an extension of who we are. I hate that people like check work at the door. You know, like okay, if that was so easy, I'd do it. But like, I can't go home at five thirty or six and then ignore my email for five hours. And like, some people can do that, and that's fine. But like, I don't. Do I let it affect my relationship? Sometimes I do. And I can work on being better at that. But the whole like check it out the door, you can't be an entrepreneur and check work at the door. If you're an entrepreneur and you own a business, it's 24 seven. That's just, that's just what it is. Like, let's be honest and let's just speak the truth. Like stop telling me to check it out the door because it ain't going to happen, <laughs> you know? And I think that's why you resonated with how coach K acted, right? right? Is because he, he really doesn't just say, Oh, it was good enough. Today was good enough. He actually puts everything forth. And even if that was his last time coaching, he wanted it to be his best efforts. He wanted to see his team put in what he coached, right? It's so interesting. I keep using the word of just how humans are built differently. How the different reactions. and That's how you see a leader? Yeah. You got chiefs and Indians. (laughs) It takes a lot to be a coach. You know, I, I give it up to these men because realistically, that's a stressful job. Yeah. I mean... Every you can get year, fired in your moment. Yeah, definitely. Unless I mean, you're Coach K, you can never well, get fired. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I think he's definitely tenured and yeah. more, whatever that is. You know, the qualification is so that that's great. But it's just the stats say it alone. I mean, Duke is almost every year right. one of the top. You know, if they if they're not winning the championship, UNC is. Yeah. Oh, did you oh, like that? Oh, here we go. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> but before we wrap up the college basketball talk, I just want to say shout out to U of H Cougars yeah. for making the Final Four last year. They're back in this week, 16 this year. Kelvin Sampson, their head coach, I don't know if you saw this video on, on social, but he came into the locker room after they made it to the Sweet 16, and they started dousing him with water. He takes his shirt off, and he's just throwing his arms in the air and going crazy, and he's celebrating with his with the players. And then they dump a whole bucket of water on his head, like ice-cold water. And, I mean, this guy's like 60-something years old, taking his shirt off in the locker room, jumping around. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, celebrating with those kids in that moment. Like, that's what it's about. That moment is what is what all of it's about. All the all the practices, all the time you put in. Somebody that's played basketball. That moment with those kids celebrating, being there, it was cool to see. It actually moved me, like, emotionally when I saw it. I yeah. was like, if it moved me emotionally, I can only imagine the way they felt. But, again – Two different coaching styles with – I don't think Coach K is going to come in a locker room and take his shirt off and like no, roll around his head not. like a helicopter. But you got to know who your kids are, who you're coaching, what gets them going. Everybody's style is different. But March Madness is such an awesome event like, It's to such watch. a good time of year. It's one of the best sporting events, uh, I, definitely I think, agree. every year. I love the betting of it. I love the brackets. I love just seeing because I feel like college is just so fresh and young that you never really know what's going to happen. And these kids are playing for the love of the game. Right. They're playing for their universities. They're playing to represent their universities. It's not not, like your NBA boys going on strike for money. Yeah. I think that's the MLB, right? (laughs) Well, both of them at this point. Hey, but the NBA has gone on strike plenty of times. But you're right. I mean, the kids in college are... They're playing for the right reasons, and it's just it's such a joy to watch. It is. And the last-second shots and the upsets and the underdogs, it's, it's amazing. It is. I think that's what keeps me coming back is that, you know, it, it's good sports. It's good fun. It kind of, like, takes you back to, you know, how football and basketball and baseball even used to be, right? 
now we have just a lot of, I hate to say it, but girls on the field. <laughs> well, you got girls winning. We got men winning girls swimming competitions, which, you know, we can get, we Jimmy, don't have to get political here or anything tragedy. like that. What is happening right now? I, okay. Here's my How thing. How did a male swimmer come over to the female swimmer yeah. and shatter by an entire minute. I don't know if you're a swimmer, but I actually am. I, I even teach swimming and a whole minute, that's unheard of. It's a disgrace. I really can't even understand it. And, and let me say something like, I don't care what you do. If you're gay, you're gay. I have gay friends. I don't care what you do sexually. It's your own. You can do what you want to do. I'm you a know, part of the LGBTQ. Yeah, you're a part of the LGBTQ community. community. You're on my show. You're here with me. You right. and I are friends. Like, I'm all about rights, people having rights and all that stuff. But, I mean, this is totally unfair. It's not right. I mean, just genetically, that person's built in a different exactly. class. And it's not fair to those girls who have worked their whole lives to get to this moment in their college careers and then just to be taken away. I don't know if you looked. I don't know what world we're living in anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what's next. Like, <laughs> I don't think any of scary. us do, Jimmy. It's very scary. Like, if LeBron James went to the WNBA, he would score eight hundred points a night, like <laughs> Dave Chappelle said. Well, there is, is, is no be okay WNBA too? anymore, Jimmy. Huh? <laughs> there is no WNBA. No, yes, there is. <laughs> I thought that they. I thought they no. got rid of it. Yeah, the girls are playing with the guys now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. What? Legit, they really went up. Like, no, it's still on TV. Yeah, there's still a WNBA, absolutely. Okay, well, yeah. I apologize to the WNBA. There's also a female March Madness that's going on right now with the men's March Madness. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I know in college that there still is, but I, I they've had plenty of talks about taking away the WNBA. I just, I, I don't understand why we have to do this. Like, I understand social progression, like, especially from a racial standpoint and all that stuff like that, but when does it stop? Like, when does it end? Like... And, you know, that's that's kind of what it, I wanted to talk about a little bit with you is because, you know, I think that there were some leaps and bounds where our world were – we were going in the right direction, right. right, of including all human race. I think that's what we need to talk about here is that everybody should be welcomed, should be, you know – Yeah, no matter what your Should have normalcy, everything. So I hate to interrupt, but that's the great thing about the military is we have people come from every background, every part of the country. We even have people come from other countries that win, you know, lotteries and they come over here to join the military. My bunkmate and boot camp was from Africa. And we all come together. We have a common job and a common goal, which is to, to defend the United States of America. And there's no option to hate each other, and especially when you're deployed. But I, I do think the media in America, I, I think there's a lot of it's a false narrative. I think a lot of black people and white people, Mexican, Asian, actually there's a lot more people that love each other than there is that there's hate. But I think all the hate is pushed to the forefront of the news well, all the time. that's what we see, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, this is a racist country. Well, I don't necessarily I see I feel like that. we're a melting pot, yeah. actually. I feel like we, you know, we don't have so much hate. It's just, again, like you're saying, it's pushed to the forefront of media. Yeah. And it's also easy to say, like, okay, here's another white guy saying this. He doesn't get it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, fine. But, like, I also practice what I preach. Like, I have friends of every race. And I don't mean just black. I mean, Asian, Mexican, like, everybody. We support in our care package, Swagging Boots or Troops, we support every race, every gender. We don't discriminate for nothing. Like, however you identify. Uh, to That's me, fine. you're an American. Like, just we're all Americans. Just put your right two size, whether you're male or female, please. We're all Americans. But I think the media is fucking, they're really messing up the way that people think. And I think a lot more. Now, is there issues? There are issues. Can we do better? Of course. 
we've come a long way since the civil rights movement. And we, but we don't ever take time to like appreciate how far we've come. And there are issues that we can continue to continue to address. But I do think there's a lot of love for everybody. I think there's more love than people think. And I encourage people all the time. Like if you're a Democrat or a Republican, it doesn't really matter. I have Democrat friends that we and we don't always agree on. So does that mean you're Republican? I'm a Republican, but I mean I'm also I'm I'm not far right. I'm I'm a moderate Republican. So like I I'm open minded to listening to. You know, I can debate you all day long, but in the deck and also hug you and say, hey, I, I respect your views you res- and respect mine. And let's hug. Let's like, let's come together. Let's unite. And because yeah, back in the old days of Congress and stuff like that, they would work across the aisle, like on some bill, like you give me this, I'll take this. Like, we're not always going to all agree on everything, but we can give and take and come right. together. It's called compromise. Yeah. And compromise. But now you see in Congress, dude, it's when they vote, it's, it's straight. It's a hundred to zero in the Senate. Like it's. It's like they're trying to show like who has yeah exactly. And it's like who's got bigger balls over here? Yeah. You know, the Republicans or Democrats? It's like honestly, I don't really care who has bigger balls. Yeah. I just want our country to be the best country that, to live in. Yeah, right? and what's best for the country? But I think that's where we are going too far. So you know, this whole female trans male swimmer situation. I mean, it it really takes away from women's rights. And I feel like as a woman this year, especially in Texas, us being, you know, our abortion laws that were just put upon us. Now, you know, not only did a swimmer just take the female lead in the championship, and we're also putting a male trans woman into woman of the year again. Right. I mean, this hasn't happened since Caitlyn yeah, Jenner. Yeah. So you, you look back and you're like, two things in one year where a man has taken a woman's role. Yeah. I mean, as a feminist, I have to stand up and say something. Yeah. And, you know, being a feminist just means, by definition, that you support women. Right. So, Jimmy, are you a feminist? I am. I do support women. I empower yeah. women. I love to empower women. I, have, I work with women every day in my office. You know this. I have wonderful women around me every single day. And I... I encourage them and I empower them to make decisions, to be decision makers, problem solve. And I want to see them at the – I've even told them like I may not always be the executive director or president of Boots for Troops, but the next person may be one of you as a female. And I do believe 100% in – but I also believe that there's things that men should do and things that women should do. I just – I'm a traditionalist and I don't – I know. believe in equality, but I still do believe in – there should be certain roles as right. well. Like there's just no nobody's a bad person for what they believe in either. Like you can believe whatever you want. Like if I said, you know, a woman shouldn't or a man shouldn't be competing competing in women's sports, it doesn't mean that I'm a homophobic or I'm a that's right. just all that means is that that's my viewpoint on that certain thing. I think when it comes to sports, we really have to take all of our opinions off the table. It, it really doesn't come down. common sense. Yeah, just, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you look how tall this person is. You look at their body composition yeah. compared to another, the second place female. Right. I mean, he, she beat the second right. place by an entire minute. Most of the time in swimming, it's fractions of a millisecond. Yeah. I'm telling you it was an entire minute, yeah. Jimmy. So at this point, I mean, you really, you can't even yeah. compare the situation. But whenever I was looking at the stats, I mean, he came in, I think, ranked at 462 of the men's league. Oh, yeah, league, I saw that. I saw that. And then of the female league, ranked number that. one. Yeah. So when you look at this comparison here, if you're ranked in the 400s compared to 
number one. Yeah. I mean, you're nothing as an athlete. Should we start? But do you think that should start like a transgender competition? I do. So like male, female, then transgender because – well, then it becomes difficult because if you have female going to male or male going to female, like you can't necessarily like – it still makes it unfair – you're right, but I, I do think that there should be something. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to compete. Right. I, I understand being an athlete is, I mean, it's in our blood. Right. You know, I've played soccer my whole life, so it's not something I'm ever going to give up, even as I'm in my older age, right? So for me, I would want them to be able to compete. It's, it's not the facts that you don't have the right to, but it's just the true genetic makeup of how things are. Yeah. Men are always going to beat women. Yeah. And yes, as a feminist, I just said that. Yeah. So does that mean that I'm better than you in basketball <laughs> and baseball and okay. football? So I won't track. use the word better, <laughs> but there will probably You're be. You're probably better than me in soccer for sure. See? So, I mean, we, we know our strengths yeah. and our weaknesses. Let's put it that way, right? So ultimately, it just needs to be fair. Yeah. And like people are so focused on the transgender's rights, right? And their feelings. What about the feelings of the girl that came in second? Does exactly. she not matter? So I don't know if you read. People were actually cheering her on. Yeah. And people were saying that she won first place. And at that point, you know, as an athlete, I don't even know how I would feel. Because can I accept that? Yeah. Can I accept that and not be judged by the rest of oh, the community? Oh, you're going to get judged. Because at this point, it's not even her fault. Yeah. It's not even... I mean, it's not even we're the gonna transgender get swimmers' fault. We're going to get judged for our take fault. on this right now. So. Like, that's, we, you know that. And, yeah. and that's what's sad is like, you can't have an opinion anymore because you have an opinion, you don't agree with somebody, they take it to the extreme to make you to be this horrible person. Like, I, I truly believe that no matter what your opinion is, if your opinion is that transgender should be able to compete as from a male to a female in a female sport, you know what? I'll debate you all day on that, but if you're a good, if I think you're a good person, still, I'm still going to treat you as a good person. Like I'm not right. going to go on Facebook and say that you're a homophobic and you're this and you're that and just try to ruin your life because we disagree on something. And I think that's the biggest problem in our in our country in our world. To be honest with you, is that so many people if they don't agree on something, they just want to be little and just cancel and hate that other person. Of course. And it's it's like, easy to spread hate, right? I'm sure you and I have some differences and opinions on cer certain things, but you know me. You know I'm a good person and right. I know you. I know in your heart, like, Caitlin's a good person. She may think something different than I do politically, but it doesn't mean that, you know, we should, you should go, you know, die or burn in hell. Like, some people get really nasty. Right. And I think that's the problem is we don't have enough uh, respect for each other. To just listen and then disagree and then move on and still respect each other. If our world could get back to doing that, then we would, I think, be in a much better place. Yeah. On our bridge, I know you and I talked about how we have the be someone, but yeah. right now it says no war, N-O, war, no peace, K-N-O-W, peace. So no war, no peace. And I think that that's a really cool play on words. So what does that mean, though? I mean, that we should have no war, but yeah. we should know what peace is, yeah. right? I think that's really what the hard part is, is that there are just so many leaders out there that want to spread this hate theory. You know, what our social media and what our media is doing in this country right yeah. now, they're spreading that hate. So it's like, if we as a community could all come together as citizens saying, no war, yeah. we're going to no peace. Yeah. 
I really think that that would solve a lot of our issues. Yeah, I agree. I think that the media is really doing us all a, a big injustice. Injustice because they a just they, I mean, you turn it on, it's all negative. Yeah. And 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 that's why some of my final thoughts for today's show is every time you turn on the TV, whether they're covering the war or they're covering, you know, this transgender thing, it just seems like there's a lot of neg- people disagreeing, a lot of negativity, okay? If people want to post on Facebook something they did that was a good thing or success in their life or something like that, you know, I I actually appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I welcome it. Let's hear the good news. Let's yeah. hear and, and I'm gonna not, applaud and you. I don't care if you gave if you bought the person behind you in line at Starbucks a coffee and you said that you just did that, tell me about it. Right. I want to hear it because that's gonna inspire me to do something good too. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that we need we need more good put into the world. We need people to be open-minded about people sharing their good and sharing their successes and then appreciating them for it. And right. Because it's all so much negative, man. I want to hear about anything that anybody has to tell me that they did good for the world, for themselves, for their family. Maybe that's what we'll start doing on this. Is like having should we create people, a segment? We should. Yeah. yeah. Just where we read like the positive things that are happening in our yeah, world Yeah, we open right the now. show today. And today's positive news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In today's positive news, we're going to start reading out whatever you guys send us. So start sending Sailor Jimmy. I'm telling you, we should. We should start accepting emails on something, a good, like a feel-good story, right? Yeah. Or somebody that accomplished a goal, okay? They've been working their tail off to... Graduate college. We want to appreciate you for doing that. Yeah. We need to show more appreciation and love in this world. (laughs) To go about that, I I really love that post that you were talking about, the George Strait performance. You said that George actually took a moment and paused in his entire concert to give away a home to a veteran family. He did. and Thank you, George, for that. He did that in front of 80,000 people. Wow. So the way I take that is... George isn't trying to be cool. He's yeah. not trying to say, oh, look at me. I give away home. What I think he, I think his goal is to inspire other people or to, again, share the good that, you know, the world's doing. Right. And they said, you know, George, this home is sponsored by George Strait. That's freaking awesome. Like, that makes me, especially for what I do with the military community, it inspires me to keep giving and keep impacting lives. And it's a very emotional and touching moment for everybody in that stadium. But... I just, like you said, or brought this up, we just need more of that. We need more of those stories. We need to hear about them. And people shouldn't feel guilty about telling them because maybe it inspires somebody to follow in your footsteps and do the exact same thing, which will ultimately make the world a better place. Maybe we can have a whole new news and media like channel just where it's all positives. I think that we need to have a segment on the show about- Saving puppies, you know. Like you said, a feel-good story. Yeah. You know? So today's been fun. I enjoyed this like one-on-one setting. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. The next episode is going to be with one of my really cool friends and mentors, Kenneth Kirchhofer. And he's bringing in an extremely awesome guest that you don't want to miss. I'm so excited to find His out who. Is, you know who it is. Tell the people. I don't the know wrestler. who it is. No. It's Booker T, man. Booker T, the famous worldwide six-time, or is it five-time, 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 six-time World Wrestling Champion. We're going to build him up. Give him the more number. This guy is worldwide. This guy is worldwide. Millions of followers. Has a really cool story and just life to talk about. So you're not going to miss that next episode. The Sailor Jimmy Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rooftop Solutions. Steven Smolko and his team are the best in the roofing business. If you've noticed roof damages or signs of roof damage, suspect a leak, or have neighbors who've had roof repairs or replacements, chances are it's time to have your roof checked out. 
Our team of experts will inspect your roof for free and, if needed, guide you through the insurance claim process and restore or repair your roof to mint condition, leaving you with the peace of mind that comes with knowing your family and your largest investment are safe and secure. Give us a call at 832-512-5758. Again, that's 832-512-5758. Special shout out to Rooftop Solutions for uh, being the season two sponsor of our episodes and also Texrax AC refrigeration and cooling services. So he does residential AC and heating. He also does like if you have a a beer system or a freezer or refrigerator system at your restaurant. He can come out and service that, do preventative maintenance. And these are some of the coolest people that I know. So thank you to the sponsors. Caitlin, thank you for being here today. It was fun. We'll do it again. We'll see you shipmates on the next episode of the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jimmy, check us out on the web at SailorJimmy.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SailorJimmyTX, on Instagram at SailorJimmyTX, and on TikTok at SailorJimmy. We'll see you next time.